Good evening. This is the Walk with God podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Arend, and tonight is the 20th of February, 2020. We're going to be reading from the book of Psalms, Psalm 37, verses 30 through 40, finishing Psalm 37 tonight. We're going to read from Leviticus, chapter 9, verse 7 through chapter 10, verse 20. We're going to read Proverbs, chapter 10, verses 6 through 7, and Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 through chapter 5, verse 20. Before we get started, let's go ahead ahead and uh, open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, please be with us here today. Please meet with us while we study and read from your word. Please open our hearts and our minds. Please give us understanding of your truth. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us. Please speak to our hearts and to our minds. and Help us to apply the message that you give us. Help us to hear your still small voice, and to apply your word to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 30. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hands, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, and he keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. What an amazing promise. What an amazing declaration from the Lord that the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in the Lord. Now we're going to turn to the book of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, chapter 9. We left off yesterday with chapter 9, verse 6. We're going to start in chapter 9, verse 7, and read through chapter 10, verse 20. And that says, And Moses said unto Aaron, Go unto the altar, and offer thy sin offering, and thy burnt offering, and make an atonement for thyself and for the people, and offer the offering of the people, and make an atonement for them, as the Lord commanded. Aaron therefore went unto the altar, and slew the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron brought the blood unto him, and he dipped his finger in the blood, and put it upon the horns of the altar, and poured out the blood at the bottom of the altar. But the fat and the kidneys and the call above the liver of the sin offering he burnt upon the altar, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the flesh and the hide he burnt with fire without the camp. And he slew the burnt offering, and Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood, which he uh, sprinkled round about upon the altar. And they presented the burnt offering unto him, with the pieces thereof, and the head, and he burnt them upon the altar. And he did wash the inwards and the legs, and burnt them upon the burnt offering on the altar. And he brought the people's offering, and took the goat, which was the sin offering for the people, and slew it, and offered it for sin as the first. And he brought the burnt offering, and offered it according to the manner. And he brought the meat offering, and took a handful thereof, and burnt it upon the altar, beside the burnt sacrifice of the morning. He slew also the bullock, 
and the ram for a sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. And Aaron's sons presented unto him the blood, which he sprinkled upon the altar round about, and the fat of the bullock, and of the ram, the rump, and that which covereth the inwards, and the kidneys, and the caul above the liver. And they put the fat upon the breasts, and burnt the fat upon the altar. And the breasts, and the right shoulder, Aaron waved for a wave offering before the Lord, as Moses commanded. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people, and blessed them, and came down from offering of the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation, and came out, and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people, and there came a fire out from before the Lord, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Chapter 10 And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. And Moses said unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and unto Ithamar his sons, Uncover not your heads, neither rend your clothes, lest ye die, and lest wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which the Lord hath kindled. And ye shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. For the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that ye may put difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean, and that ye may teach the children of Israel it all the statutes which the Lord hath spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. And Moses spake unto Aaron, and unto Eleazar, and unto Ithamar, his sons that were left, Take the meat offering that remaineth of the offerings of the Lord made by fire, and eat it without leaven beside the altar, for it is most holy. And ye shall eat it in the holy place, because, because it is thy due, and thy sons due, of the sacrifices of the Lord made by fire, for so I am commanded. And the wave breast and the heave shoulder shall ye eat in a clean place, thou and thy sons and thy daughters with thee. For they be thy due and thy sons due, which are given out of the sacrifices of peace offerings of the children of Israel. The heave shoulder and the wave breast shall they bring with the offerings made by fire of the fat to wave it for a wave offering before the Lord. And it shall be thine and thy sons with thee by a statute forever, as the Lord hath commanded. And Moses diligently sought the goat of the sin offering, and behold, it was burnt. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, which were left alive, saying, Wherefore have ye not eaten the sin offering in the holy place, seeing it is most holy, 
and God hath given it you to bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord. Behold, the blood of it was not brought in within the holy place. Ye should indeed have eaten it in the holy place, as I commanded. And Aaron said unto Moses, Behold, this day have they offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord, and such things have befallen me. And if I had eaten the sin offering today, should it have been accepted in the sight of the Lord? And when Moses heard that, he was content. What a Well, for the first part of chapter 9, we're, we're reading and we're seeing that everything's going well. Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, and Eleazar, and Ithamar, are consecrated unto the Lord. And they're serving and they're taking the, the sin offering and the uh, offering of the atonement of the people of Israel and their offerings for they're completing the offerings for themselves and then the offerings for the people of Israel. And then an amazing thing happens. The Lord sends fire out to consume everything that is on the offer of burnt, the altar of burnt sacrifice and of burnt offerings. And it consumes all the burnt offering and the fat. And all the people are seeing this. All this. They're seeing this fire come down and consume all of these burnt offerings before them. And they give a shout, like not just a, uh, a slight gasp or a slight yell, but a, a shout of amazement and shock and fear and terror. And they all, what do they do? They fall down on their faces, bowing before the Lord, trying to get down low away from this fire. And what happens after this? And so this is an amazing event where the Lord himself is consuming this fire and these offerings that are being offered unto him for the people. But then in chapter 10, it turns tragically that Nadab, Nadab and Abihu, what do they do? They do what they're not supposed to do. They take different fire, strange fire. The Lord was, was providing the fire. He just provided the fire for these burnt offerings and for these sacrifices. And they take either them his censer and put the fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And so to almost like they are creating a new way of trying to worship the Lord, creating a different way that is different than what the Lord has told them to worship him in. They are bringing these, this incense. They're, and they're not putting it upon the table of incense that is in the, the tabernacle, but they're offering it before the Lord. They're bringing their own fire, their own incense, and offering it, which the Lord commanded them not. And then, sadly, there's consequences for serving the Lord. For There's consequences for doing the wrong thing and doing the wrong way. And there may have been, as it talks about in verse 9, that the Lord talks to Aaron and speaks to him, saying, Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. And so all priests, from this point forward, when they are going to serve the Lord, are not to drink wine. They are not to drink in this this word, um, 
that represents wine in the Old Testament could be either non-alcoholic wine or alcoholic wine. And so uh, in this context, it looks like it mostly means alcoholic wine, but it could mean that you're not to drink anything, any type of wine, or any, and including that in that strong drink, which is the, back then was like a maximum of two or three percent alcohol at most. And so the Lord is saying, you're not, you're not to drink any of that when you're serving me, setting a statute forever from this point forward. And so sadly, this could have been what was involved with Nadab and Abihu. And we know that alcohol impairs the judgment and impairs the decision-making abilities and capabilities and the thought processes of those that consume it. And so they sadly make poor decisions, which could have been involved with this drinking and consumption of alcohol beforehand. And so the Lord will not honor this. And the Lord, the consequence of this is they lost their lives then. And the Lord is, commands Aaron and Eleazar and Ithamar to stay also and continue their seven days of separation, their seven days in the congregation, uh, in the tabernacle con the congregation, and to fulfill their vows and their oaths that they have promised and committed to serve the Lord and to stay in there for those seven days. But Aaron uh, and Eleazar and Ithamar are comforted by Moses and comforted by the Lord in knowing that the people of Israel will bewail for them. Moses tells them, don't rend your clothes, don't uncover your heads, for you are separated unto the Lord these days. But know and be comforted in that all of the nation of Israel will mourn your two sons and your brethren for you and with you. Sometimes when we are hurting the most, just knowing that other people are there feeling for us and mourning with us is all that we need to be comforted. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs chapter 10, and we're going to read from verses 6 and 7 today. And it says, Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Blessings upon, are upon the head of the just. Blessings come to the head of the just. They come to the family, they come to um, the leaders, and they come to those of the just. They're, they're bestowed to the just, those that do the right thing in the right time from the Lord. But violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Everything that the wicked do, everything that those that make poor decisions, that intentionally make decisions that are sinful, that is defined as wickedness. And they decide they're not going to seek God. They're going to turn from God. They're going to turn to sin and choose to do that. And violence is with that. And the consequence right after this, the name of the wicked shall rot. Those, they won't be remembered. They will be put out from memory. And also people will, the only 
parts about them that will be remembered will be the bad parts, the wicked parts, the sinful parts. And just like a plague, just like rottingness, just like things that are being corrupted and then disintegrating and going away, that is how the memory of the wicked will be. But the memory of the just is blessed. A blessed man will be remembered as blessed. Now we're going to turn to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 4. Chapter 4, and we're going to read from verse 26 to chapter 5, verse 20. And it says, And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first of the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up, and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto, the, unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the, the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Chapter 5 And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often uh, bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was, uh, there was there, nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out, and entered into the swine. 
and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it in the city, and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus, and see him that was possessed with the devil, and had the legion sitting, and clothed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they saw, and they that saw it, told them how it befell to him that was possessed of the, uh, with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed. And began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Here we have an amazing story of the conversion of a man that was possessed with the Spirit. He has so Jesus comes to him in this in these areas into the, what's known as the Gadarenes, which is on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee in northern Israel. And this man runs to him immediately as soon as he comes into this, this area this that was among the, the tombs and among the sepulchers. And this man is possessed by a approximately 2,000 demons or devils. Nobody knows except for the Lord exact the exact number. It could have been more, it could have been less. But we do know that uh, this number is referenced directly in Scripture that the amount of the swine that were, ran violently down the steep place into the sea were about 2,000. And so about 2,000 is the number of the expected demons that were in this man. We see the direct effects of this demonic possession in this man because it says that often he was bound with fetters and with chains. Fetters are these like iron block type box-type things or wrist-type cuffs that they used to use to, to bind people and to prevent them, them from moving around. But he would pluck these asunder. He would break them apart and smash them to pieces. This was the, the, the demonic strength that was inside of him with all of these demons in him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. With demonic oppression, with demonic possession, comes depression, comes tears, comes misery and sorrow. And we see this in his actions. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. So the demons themselves are praying to Jesus Christ. And so we see that God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ has power and authority over demons. They cannot do anything without his leave. When the devil prayed to God to uh, torment Job, he went and he had to go and ask permission first. And so these demons, they're, 
they're not praying to go torment more other people because they knew Jesus would not permit them to go do that. But they asked him, let us just go into these swine. Let it, don't send us out of the country. Don't send us to hell right now. Don't torment us in hell right now and send us to where those that place of torments. So Jesus gives them leave just to, instead of going into other people or going and bothering other people, going and into this herd of swine, and then they send all of them down into the sea and drown them. And here we, we see the the goal of demons now and of devils and of fallen angels is to kill and to destroy. For men, they want to kill and they want to destroy men as well. And they want to hurt other people. And so uh, demonic oppression and possession always comes with depression and it comes with the uh, anger and hatred and it comes with the desire to kill and hurt other people around us as well. But Jesus Christ, the Lord God, is had and has authority. And so we also see then that with conversion, with trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, with a sound uh with the conversion and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, we see that there comes healing, there comes cleansing, there comes being made whole. In verse 15, it says, He was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And so when these people came and they saw him in this way, they were afraid because always he had been in this one way and suddenly he was changed. He was different. And this man, when he got Jesus, he was now different. The proof of salvation, the uh, the fruits of salvation is a being sitting and clothed and being in your right mind and in the presence and seeking the presence of Jesus. And so these people, they asked Jesus to leave. And sadly, we see a lot of the world also asks Jesus to leave and tries to get them out, get him out of their path, out of their presence and out of their life. And so he de he does. He, he departs from them, but not without this man coming to him, asking to stay with Jesus. And Jesus, as the Lord, gives him a direction. And he tells them that you're not going to come with me, but I'm sending you. I'm sending you home to your friends and tell them your testimony. And so all the people around about this, all men did marvel because of this man's testimony. Friend, your testimony has such power for all the friends of your life and everybody around you. If you are converted, if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you share them your testimony, that has great power to be able to help other people as well. I hope this has been a blessing to you studying God's word today. I know it always is a blessing for me. If you have any prayer requests, I would love to hear about those. You can email me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com. I'll be sure to look for those. And I'll also be uh, happy to look forward to uh, studying the, the word of God tomorrow with you as well in the next Walk With God podcast. God bless you and have a good night.